Hello, Professor Tavano here, and um, just wanted to give you a quick uh, message. And I'm looking at the calendar, and apparently we're getting close to the turkey coming down the chimney, bringing you presents. No, I'm sorry, no. Uh, we'll be eating the turkey, and Santa will be bringing you the presents. Sorry, I got those, those two holidays confused. So today is uh, the 9th of November. And you should have read chapter 16 and did chapter 16. That's quiz three. And I apologize for the um, the confusion. I uh, deleted. I had two assignments, an assignment and a quiz, and I deleted it. And I had to fix that. So hopefully, if I haven't fixed it for you, just email me. I think I have that have that all fixed. Canvas is is uh, it's hard for old people. So just remember that. Okay. And then we have a chapter 9 in between the two chapters on persuasion that you should read. And then I gave you the audio for chapter 16 and 17. And we have persuasive speech outline coming up. And then the big finale, your persuasive speeches. So uh, just a quick recap of the informative speeches. Uh, most of those speeches were well done. And here's the most important part. There was significant improvement in not only the content but the presentation so well done and I look forward to the final speech which will be the capstone which means you'll take everything that you've learned and you'll take all your experiences and you'll pr provide the final fantastic uh, presentation to me so I look forward to that so just as a couple of um, just thoughts about the speeches uh, remember in the beginning to introduce your ideas and give us a blueprint of what you are going to say or what you want to accomplish during the uh, six minutes that you'll be speaking. And it is very important. Some of you just kind of started talking and then eventually I was able to kind of figure out where you were going. And as a public speaker, one of the most important things you'll do for your audience is not to confuse them and not to um, make them work hard to understand what you're saying, but to make it very, very clear. So use an outline so that way you have your introduction, your body, your conclusion. You have all your sources lined up to, to be able to just present your speech. And I would practice it before you actually did that final um, recording for me, that final uh, presentation. So in the introduction for this next speech, you'll say something like, by the end of my speech, you'll be convinced that uh, X is a problem that Y is the cause and Z is the solution. So X, Y, Z, right? So you have a problem, you have the cause of the problem, and then you have the solution to the problem. So make sure that you get that X, Y, Z uh, framework in the beginning. And then next, before you move on in the body, you'll say, and then once you are convinced of the problem, the cause, and the solution that I'm proposing, I will then ask you to do something to help to um, fix this problem. And you have to tell us what you want us to do. Now, in introduction, you could just say, I'll tell you later. But you will have to say that before you actually end your speech. So somewhere in the conclusion, you could say, now that you're convinced, I need you to do something. And it has to be something very um, particular, and it has to be something that is measurable. So not think more deeply about it, not uh, consider it. You want them to actually physically be involved in something that is measurable. So if you say, I want you to show up for a protest, When's the protest? What should I wear? What should I do? Do I need to sign? Are, you bringing, are there going to be signs there? Is there transportation? So you want to be able to tell your audience all of that. So if you say, contact your legislator, then what's their name? What's their web address? What's the phone number? Whatever it is that you're going to 
provide to help solve that problem, you want to give as much precise information as possible because these are the people that are listening that can help you solve the problem. Because if the people listening can't help you solve the problem, then you probably shouldn't be talking about that problem. I mean, that's just kind of how it works. You're, you're, you have a problem, you have the reason for that problem, which is the cause of that problem, and then you have the solution you're proposing. Now also remember that you can have the same problem and in some cases maybe even the same cause, but depending upon a person's perspective, you may have two different perspectives on how to solve the problem. I mean, one example would be the obvious one. The uh, Some people argue that burning fossil fuel changes the weather, changes the climate. Other people will argue that um, it doesn't, or if it does, it's so slight and minute, it wouldn't make any sense even con being concerned about it. But you can see where those are two different perspectives. So one person can say there's a slight change in temperature and we need to do something. Another person would say there's a slight change in temperature and we need to do something. And the, whatever that do is, it would be much different, right? So uh, be aware if you haven't figured this out in life, because most of you are still young, that there are people passionate on multiple sides of the same issue that you're passionate about, right? The strength of your argu argument is the weakness of your opponents. And that's just kind of how it works. So if you just listen to the news, they typically provide only one solution to a problem that they identify. They typically don't give you a diversity of solutions. It's usually one-sided. And oftentimes it's just um, from one political or social perspective. And, and then what's even worse is sometimes they mock or make fun of people on the other side of that perspective, which is not a good idea because in a pluralistic society there will be people that feel just as passionately as you on the other side of the issue and the sooner that you could understand that the sooner you could be become a more effective ambassador for your side because yelling at people and calling people names or having ad hominem attacks does nothing but harden your opponent's position so being a persuasive speaker is being clear and concise and precise in what you're trying to say uh, define your terms up front in the uh, mainstream media, the mass media, and even on social media. There's a lot of um, terms that people toss around, but they hardly ever clearly define them. And so sometimes uh, young people repeat terms, and then when I ask them what, what are they even talking about, they don't even really know what the terms mean. They just know that repeating them, there's some uh, value or benefit or some good feeling about repeating those or just kind of being on that side. So do the best you can. Um, I know that some of you, you may feel strongly about something today, and in 10 years from now, you may think the opposite, right? I mean, that wouldn't be unusual. That's kind of typical when, as part of that growing process for all humans. But I want you to just take your position, and that position should be an offshoot of the informative speech. So I'd rather you not create new topics. If you're unsure, you can email me, but it should just be the informative speech was kind of the basis for the persuasive speech. And the informative speech, you weren't supposed to take a position. You weren't really sh supposed to share your opinion. Some of you did. And to some degree, I just kind of let it go. But now you're in the persuasive speaking stage. And as a reminder, none of you are going to be experts upon, on, on what you say. You're just not. And so if you're trying to convince somebody to listen to you, um, it's going to be really hard to say, listen to me, I'm an expert. But what you can do is say, listen to me because... I have researched some of the best minds and the best subject matter experts, and here they are in a well-organized presentation. 
So ultimately, you're just presenting super smart people who are reliable uh, to your audience to make your case. So make sure that you're citing really smart people. You're using good citations, good sources. And I would stick to newspaper sources or um, you know news broadcasts uh, sites. Do not use opinion sites. Um, just don't do that. So for this speech, um, use news information and news papers. And if you just want to use newspapers, that's fine. But try not to use any opinion type of information. So like Rachel Maddow would be opinion. Um, Sean Hannity would be opinion. So try to stick with more of the um, factual kind of uh, information that you would get from news sources for this final speech. Okay. And then the final exam, we'll review for final exam, and it will be very similar to the quizzes. So um, same structure. There'll be essay question and then some terms. Okay. So there you go. About uh, It's about just 10 minutes. I just want to kind of catch up. Uh, I do miss seeing you all in person, interacting with you in person. And um, maybe next year I'll get a chance to on campus to see you guys, either at your school or maybe on the Norco campus. But let me know if you need anything. Email me. Uh, get a hold of me. But um, uh, hang in there. We're almost there. And uh, before you know it, you'll have another class under your belt towards your doctoral degree and whatever thing that you plan to pursue. All right? Okay. To find out.